0: We're in this series in the book of Ephesians. As I mentioned last week, as we do verse by verse, there are verses that typically we might, not intentionally, just kind of read over, not get all that we could. And even with the study that we're doing, we still won't get all that there is. But it is so much more fun to do this, I think, at least for me. I hope it is for you as well to dive a little deeper in these verses and see the continuity of the writer. But at the same time, it's always amazing to me uh, how Paul, particularly, as he writes, it's, it's like he's, he's covering so many subjects at one time. It's hard to keep up. And maybe that's just me, but at least I think that's the way it is. But in this portion of Scripture today, chapter 3, verse 14 through 21, it's, the, it's a prayer. And Paul says, after having given what we talked about last week of all that's ours in Christ and how God placed him with the honor of sharing the reality of the good news of Jesus with uh, Gentiles, and all that brings him to this, for this reason, he says, I bow my knees before the Father. Now, think about this for a moment, if you would, please do we do we bow our knees before the father in other words the simple truth is do we pray do we spend time in communication with our heavenly father it and the reason i mentioned about paul and how he will cover so many things right in the middle of his discourse about the reality of the gospel, the good news, going to the Gentiles. He says, and we're so blessed because of this, all I can think of doing is what? I just want to talk to my father about it. I want to express to him my gratitude. And not just my gratitude, but I want to offer the things that I believe he has placed on my heart as I pray for you. So, sometimes I say this, I please don't think about it being critical, that's not my point, but let me ask the question, you can answer it in your own heart. Have you ever said to someone, as they have poured out their life to you, or shared their concerns with you, I'll pray for you, and then simply forgot to do it? That's happened to all of us. And one of the recommendations, of course, is when that happens, just pray for them right there. Pray with them right there. Wherever you are, you're in the middle of Walmart, you're here at the church, wherever you are, on the street, just wherever you are, let's just stop and let's take this to the Father right now. But he says, oh, I just, by my, when we think of the Apostle Paul and the amazing man of God that, that he was, and he just humbles himself before the Father. He just I just, I just want to get on my knees before my father. And he's my father. And every family in heaven on earth derives his name from our father. Over the years as I've had opportunity to research my ancestry, I've gone back many, many years. But the truth of the matter is this. If we all go back far enough, where do we end up? Adam and Eve. That's right. Yeah, look down the aisle. That's your cousins. <laughs> okay, sorry. We're all related. And then the really cool thing is, because of the grace of God, we come into the family of God, and now we are we were cousins, as it were. Now we're brothers and sisters. Isn't that sweet? How are you treating your brothers and sisters? As you want to be treated. Oh, there's a biblical principle. Hmm, How about that? We've all derived our name. He is our Father. And that the Father that he would grant to you, listen to this. I say that when you think of Paul's writing inspired by the Holy Spirit, and please remember this, the Holy Spirit we're talking about that inspired Paul is the same Holy Spirit who lives in us today. Nobody's being slighted. Nobody's missing out. He hasn't diminished over time. He is still God. That He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with power through what? His Spirit in your inner man. Read Psalms, for example. This amazing man, David, who messed up, made some terrible mistakes. There's no question about that. But yet later on, God says, but this man, David, is a man after my own heart. Why was it that David was a man after God's own heart, even though David had sinned? We know that he sinned. The Bible records that for us, so we don't have some misunderstanding of who he is. And it's much like one of the songs that we just sang. Because David was a man of worship. Now, I'm not musical. My family's all musical in some way or another, except for me. That's okay. But worship isn't always music. Yes, it can be. And it's wonderful when it is. But worship is the expression of the heart, of the gratitude. Listen carefully now. The gratitude of who God is. Did you get that? The gratitude of who God is. Thanksgiving is for what God does. So we enter into his course with praise for who he is and thanksgiving for what he does. And Paul, as he's writing to the church at Ephesus, he says and i'm asking father i bent my knee i've come before father and i'm asking him for all of this the riches of his, the riches of his glory can you fathom that i can't the riches of his glory the strength and power of his spirit to dwell in me and that is for every child of god that's not for a select few that's every child of god he goes on and says so that christ may dwell in your hearts through faith or it always comes back to the faith do we believe do we do we truly put our trust and faith in him so that Christ may dwell in your hearts, the person of Jesus Christ being revealed in my life and your life? We talked about it last week. Whether we're at home with our spouses, with our families, is Christ being revealed? in those little snippy comments that we make sometimes or when we're out with our friends. Sheila's pastor growing up, He might have been considered a bit of a legalist. But he had some very uh, tangible views, as it were, about how we should do life. And I think I got this right. Would I want to be doing what I'm doing should Jesus come back today? Was that kind of how he did it? Sheila. Okay thought I was in the ballpark. I'm not trying to stretch the man's words. He he was a little more legalistic than that. I'm I'm trying to be careful here. So ask yourself the question. If Jesus came back while you were doing the things you are doing, would you want him to come back while you were doing what you were doing? It's really a rather simple question. Because Him dwelling in our hearts. It it isn't that he's unaware. He is more than aware. It isn't that he is unwilling to help us. That's why Paul is praying as he did, because throughout the scripture, that is true, 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 that he is there in our spirit, soul, and body to help us in all that we do. And to live out this incredible faith, Remember, it says in Hebrews that Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. And so he's taking us through things that perfect what he has authored in us. You say, well, I don't like that. I'm sorry. There's some things he takes me through and I have to say, I don't like that either. But he knows me. He made me. And I I look back now after over 50 years of some of those very initial lessons that God, I realized so very quickly, God put me in this place. He put me with these people. It was not comfortable. It was difficult. And yet it was exactly what I needed to grow up in him. And I am grateful to this day that he did that. And for me, that was in military service. I don't know what your, yours was. He goes on and says, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, if you are in the faith of Jesus Christ, there is a word that you cannot escape. And it's the word love. That you are rooted and grounded in his love. Remember, he's our father. He loves us. As I went over these notes, I just kept emphasizing rooted and grounded in love and and rooted and grounded in love because that's where it has to be. Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment, rabbi, teacher? Love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul and love others as yourself. That's the greatest. The night before he is to die, he says to his disciples, a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another. And by this, the world will know that I am truly who I say that I am. In other words, I have to ask, does does my world know that my Christ is truly who he says he is because of the love of God that has been put in my heart by the Holy Spirit? Which is what it says in Romans chapter 5, verse 5. That he, he loves me. I can't tell you how many years ago I did this. But on my phone, every morning at 6 a.m., there's a message. God loves me. I just like that reminder every morning. He loves me. Like I say, it's... I, almost as long as I've had a cell phone, I guess. With a calendar and a reminder. He loves me. He loves me. And my foundation and the structure on which my life is built is on the love of God. And so is it for all of us. And this spiritual life that's ours, it takes time to build and to structure as God designed it to be so that we are like Christ and how that is revealed over and over and over in fact Jesus in his message the Sermon on the Mount he says oh we're to love everybody ready you're to love your enemies God, you don't know what they've done to me. Isn't it interesting that he didn't put an exception clause in there? He didn't say, "Now you love your enemies as long as they didn't do this, this, or this. No, you love your enemies. Go back to the Old Testament. One of my favorite characters is Job. And Job is going through all this mess. And he has these friends... We're really giving him a hard time, blaming him for everything that's happening in his life. And it says that it began to turn for him when he began to what? Pray for his accusatory friends. I put accusatory in there. He started praying for those who were criticizing him. He started praying for those who were giving him a hard time. In fact, Jesus went so far in his Sermon on the Mount to say, Oh, not only do you pray for him, you bless them. And think about this. When we're forgiving someone, which by the way, unforgiveness is such a rampant sin, sadly, in the church today. When we're forgiving someone, we can really know we're getting there when we get to the place where we can pray for them with integrity, but we can also pray for them and bless them in the process. Paul says, I am praying for you guys, I am praying for you guys, I am praying for you guys so that you can comprehend with all the saints what is, let's look at this now, the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth of the love of Christ. It is so far beyond us, and yet it is so within our grasp. When we talk about mysteries, as we talked about last week, about the gospel and how it was unfolding for revelation for the Gentiles and the Jews alike, this is an amazing mystery. We're going to get more into that in just a moment. But the love of Christ, the height and the depth and the width and the length In other words, there is absolutely no end. Let's spend the rest of our lives, how many days we have, investigating and getting into the love of God and then allowing that love by the Holy Spirit to be expressed in my life, whatever the case may be, whatever the circumstance may be, whatever the situation may be, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. What does that mean? To be filled up with the fullness of God. That means when you get squeezed, and you will, what is in you will come out. Anybody here ever squeeze a lemon? What came out? Thank you very much. Squeeze an orange? Orange juice. This is such a simple lesson, isn't it? Squeeze a Christian. What? (laughs) All right, Gary, we're not talking about the exceptional cases now. We're talking about those in Christ, okay? We will get squeezed. Life will come at us. Life will squeeze us. And that's when this world gets to see. And that's why Paul was so adamant and praying for the folks at ephesus so that the reality of jesus and the power and presence of god's love would be so real so filling in their lives that absolutely no circumstance no situation would be beyond that love now, we might be sitting here this morning, and some of you particularly here kind of new and young in the faith think, Is that even possible? And the answer humanly is, no, it's not. But the answer of the Holy Spirit working in us and filling us, oh, it absolutely is. In fact, we're told to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and his fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. That's him in us and us getting squeezed so that those things are revealed in our daily experience. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. Now, this is where we're going to pause for a moment because we want to give this some very special attention. Because, again, let's use the word mystery. Now, to him, God the Father, Christ our King, Holy Spirit, Trinity, who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we could ask or think. So the mystery is, if that is in the word of God, why is it not in our reality? Would that be a fair question? If that's in the word of God, it is, we're reading it, no matter what translation you are from, then why is it that we're not seeing that happen? I would love to tell you I know the answer, I don't. I know there are three answers to every prayer. You might want to write this down. Every prayer has the potential for three answers. One is yes, the other is no, and the other is wait. Now, why does God say to one of his children, yes, to another one, no, and to another one, wait? For those of us who have adult children, and we've raised our children, particularly if we had multiple children, we came to understand that we had to deal with them differently because the ultimate goal was for them to become independent, self-sufficient adults. And so we had to walk them through the process. Yes, sometime for us, it is trial and error. There's no question about that. But at the same time, we had this ultimate goal because we wanted them to see in, in our lives, human particularly with ours, we want to see them as men and women who love God, who served him and who could do so in a a matter that honored and glorified him. So, and and my kids as adults have been very kind to let me know I didn't get it all right, um, based on their estimation. And I'm okay with that, because I've learned a lot along the way, and still learning. But we have this mystery. And so I want to demonstrate this to you with a couple of our folks.